Howdy, howdy, and welcome to the 17th episode of Keeping Up with the King. This is our daily study through the book of Matthew. We're in chapter 3, and the last time we left off with John the Baptist calling out the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious leaders of his day, who had come out to his baptism. And we read about how people from all over Judea and Jerusalem and surrounding regions had come out to him to be baptized, confessing their sins. And here come the Pharisees and Sadducees, who appear to be coming out not to uh, repent and be baptized, but to uh, to check up on what's going on. Now, nothing wrong with checking up on what's going on. If you are a person who is in a position of, of uh, spiritual leadership, religious leader, church leader, whatever, and you hear about something happening, your people are all excited, and they're all going to it, I would encourage you to check it out. Um, because number one, if it's something that's good and true, you don't want to miss out on it. Uh, but if it's something that's faulty and you are a position of leadership, you definitely want to speak out on that. But of course, we need to be very careful because we see uh, the religious leaders of Paul's, or rather, Jesus Day being very uh, careless in that. And uh, and again, one of the things to keep in mind, and we'll talk about this as we go through the book of Matthew, is that the people at the time that Jesus appears on the scene are expecting a Messiah, but a very different Messiah. Again, they're expecting a, a temporal, a, an earthly leader, a military leader, someone who's going to set them free from the bondage of the Romans, not a spiritual leader who's going to be setting them free from the bonds of sin. So anyway, we have to give them a little, um, show a little leeway, understand, you know, I guess to, to look at them with and say, you know, hey, these people were expecting something different. And so with that in mind, you know, we need to, need to not be quite so, um, so harsh in writing them off as foolish, uh, because one thing I always say that if you read the Bible and you see someone doing something, you think, well, that's foolish or what, what an idiot, what a moron. Stop, because you probably do the same thing, because I know I do. So let's uh, let's pick up with what John uh, says to the Pharisees. He says, brood of vipers, this is verse 7, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. I like that, therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And we talked about this before when, when John came saying repent and, you know, the whole, the whole idea of repentance is, is that changing of direction, that turning back to God. And so he's saying, bear fruits worthy of repentance. You know, if you are turning from one direction to another, if you're turning from following after the things of the world to the things of God, there should be fruit. There should be evidence uh, in your life that you're doing such things. And so he says, you know, bear fruit worthy of repentance. You know, look at your life, examine your life and say, you know, is the evidence there? If somebody was going to, you know, the old saying goes, if somebody was going to bring a legal case against you for loving Jesus and following after him, how hard would it be for them to compile evidence? I'm not saying that, you know, your goal should be go out and try to create evidence, but by following him, there should be evidence. You know, that's the whole thing. Um, we've said this, said this before, you know, if, if I say go outside, well, if you stay inside, you're not outside. So just by following Jesus, things are going to happen. There's going to be works and changes in your life. So 
anyway, if you're repenting and you're turning back to the Lord, there should be fruit. Um, let's read on. He says this, and do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So this is something we see a number of times in the Bible, this idea. And, um, and it leads me to think that perhaps this was something that was often said. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it was that, um, Abraham is our father. You know, there's this, this level of spiritual pride of we are the chosen people. We are Israel. We are the offsprings of Abraham. And, I think this is something we should clue into. They are seemingly putting their faith in their ancestry, right? They're saying, he says, don't say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. Don't say, don't think because of who your family is that gets you special uh, closeness with God. You know, I've talked to people in the past that once they found out I was a pastor, they said, oh, my grandpa's a pastor. And they start talking about things their grandpa did or whatever. And I was, I always find that interesting that, that that's the go-to, like they want to go and tell me about what grandpa did and rather than saying, Oh, I go to this church or I, you know, I, this is talk about my faith. And I assume most of the time that's because they don't have one. Um, or they're just looking for some commonality to talk about. Uh, but why do I, why do I bring this up? Because we need to be careful. We need to be careful that we don't, put our trust in our faith in anything or anyone but Jesus and his finished work on the cross. Not, well, I was baptized when I was an infant, not I was a member of this church or I am, I've been a member of such and such church for 27 years, or I have uh, been on the, you know, I have membership in good standing at such and such a church. Um, none of that, none of that matters because none of that saves you. Uh, now, is there anything wrong with, attending a church for 27 years? Absolutely not. Is there nothing wrong? Is there anything wrong with being a member of a church and being in good standing? Not at all. But if that is what you are standing on for your right to, to say, I have right standing with God, that's a, that's a problem. When you say, well, I spend time praying every week or I read my Bible every day. Well, if that's what you're standing on, if that's the foundation of your walk with the Lord, that's a bit of a problem because our foundation is Jesus Christ. Those other things are all things we do because, you know, I pray because of who he is and what he's done for me. I study my Bible because of who he is and what he's done for me. And so we need to keep in mind that foundation is Jesus and not our family history with Jesus. Not um, that I am Jewish, not that I, you know, that I have what whatever that spiritual background might be. Oh, my parents went to church. Um, and hopefully you know that. Hopefully you know that today, that the thing about Jesus, he calls us individually and personally. He doesn't, we're not called as a nation. Uh, we're called as individuals. And so I think it's less likely um, today in modern America or wherever you are in our modern world today for people to to hitch their cart to their, uh, their hair, their, national heritage, um, like the Jews were. But the thing that, the, the thing that, um, that, that John brings up to them, he says, you know, don't say this, don't say we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. You know, the, the fact that Abraham was their father didn't mean a whole lot. Um, it actually, uh, it actually 
makes the standard higher. And we see this in, in Romans chapter four, uh, actually chapter three and chapter four, um, especially in chapter three, Romans chapter three uh, talks a lot about this. Uh, actually, chapters two and three talk a lot about this. We just went through Romans not long ago, so I should remember better, uh, but talks a lot about this idea of, of your putting your faith in your Jewishness um, and that the, you know, what advantage is there to being a Jew is what Paul asks. And he says many in every way. You know, because you have the oracles of God, you know, the very fact that these, that these Jewish religious leaders are recognizing, hey, we are, we are children of Abraham requires more of them. There's a higher standard. They, they have more information. Therefore, they are responsible for more because we are responsible for that, um, that knowledge, that light that has been revealed to us. And so they have these people as the experts in the law. And when we say experts in the law, we're talking about these are the experts in the Old Testament scriptures. This is what they do. This is what they focus on. This is what they are known for. Um, this is their training. They have a greater responsibility because they have greater knowledge and they've had greater, greater things revealed to them, shown to them, greater access to the scripture than anyone else. And so while they might think they're pretty special, uh, John is pointing out that you remember who you're dealing with. God can make rock. God can make rocks. He could take these rocks and turn them into children of Abraham if he wanted to. Um, which I, I don't know. To me, that's kind of funny. Uh, but you know, they're acting like a bunch of rockheads, a bunch of blockheads, and he says, "Hey, you know what? You guys are like a got a head full of rocks. There's a bunch of rocks on the ground that can be just as useful, um, or just as as uh, attached to Abraham as you." So, anyway, something to keep in mind. We'll talk to you more next time. God bless you.